Hi everyone, you're now listening to episode 84 of the Tilton to the Podcast, hosted by me, Tabreeze. And me, Faisal. Welcome everyone, welcome to another episode. This one has definitely taken a turn for the worse. A lot of news has come out recently. Very recently. Hot off the press. Um, And it just hasn't turned out to be the week we were hoping for. If you listen back to episode 83, we were thinking, right, Two games we're going to win, roll on the week, and I just didn't think I'd be giving the updates I'm giving and reporting on what we're now seeing. Again, bad to bad. Yeah. Bad to worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just an all-round, it's a shit sandwich. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to get into all of that, all of that, and dig real deep into it, or as deep as we can. But before that, let's bring the energy up, as we always do. How's your week been, Faze? It's been a good week. There are a couple things to report. We, we went to Chris Brown. We did, yeah. Chris Brown has yeah. stuck his little head into Birmingham. Yeah, absolutely. I think the word for that concert is jailbait. Yeah, yeah, jailbait springs to mind. 100%. Full stop. If you want to know about that concert, that's, I think, the word... For it, yeah. I hope I don't get cancelled. I mean, Resorts World is, you know, we we frequent Resorts World. We've been there enough times. An old haunt of ours, exactly. Yeah. And we, uh, I don't think we're wrong in saying majority of the time, it's a ghost town. Yeah. When breezy comes, when in, breezy comes in, it, it is up. crazy. It switches up. There were girls everywhere. Yeah. But as you mentioned, Jail Bay. I don't think I've ever seen as many pre. I, think, I do think be careful what you say so we no, don't no, get cancelled. I'm, I'm saying, I've never seen so many teenage teenage girls do themselves up so hard. Like, it is crazy. Everyone was that dressed is, to the is, absolute nines. That is Chris Breezy for you. I know, he's got a pull. He's got a real pull. So Andrews definitely doesn't have the same pull. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> but uh, a good concert, though. A good, good, good concert. Tip of the hat to Chris. Go on, mate. What else? Uh, yeah, and then obviously our training programme. Has been uh, stuck to it religiously. We have stuck to it religiously. Has uh, has been kicking our ass a bit in terms of, I mean, for two different reasons. You <laughs> on can't seem to end get the, the food in. Well, I've only come on over a week. I've only missed one meal, which is pretty insane. Yeah, exactly. But it's a vast quantity. Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Other food you do not want to eat by the end of the day. Mate, it's Whereas. Disgusting. Whereas I'm uh, more on the uh, calorie deficit side. Malnourished and, uh, side. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fortunately, I haven't felt too de-energised, but there's definitely times where I'm aching to have literally anything sweet. Mm. But we'll see. My, my yeah. source of sugar at the moment is Robinson's uh, squash. So Which you've actually got right now. Which I've actually got right now. That's my sustenance. Yeah, yeah a little treat of the week. Yeah, yeah what a that's, day. My cheat. that's my cheat meal. Yeah. But yeah, a good week overall. What about you? Yeah, I think obviously echoing everything you said. Chris Brown, great concert, training program has been good for anyone that cares. I know, yeah. Um, very, very sore at the minute. Yeah. But one big thing that happened, and I do want to touch on, go on, is we were at the Gym Shark Lifting Club on Saturday. And we were just working out, minding our own business. Who do I see coming? Paul Richardson. 
I know, I'm going to leave that for a second. Mic drop. Because in light of everything that's come out, it's just mad. Like, I know, mad timing, really. Absolutely mad timing. And I'm literally wearing my Birmingham City training strike top. Mm. So I've seen him come in, and it was... I don't know, we've, we've spoke about Paul Richardson on this podcast before. On the last episode, or was it the episode before that, you know... He's someone who's achieved massive amounts in his, you know, personal career, things he's done for brands, just everything for for us, isn't it? I think more we've looked into Paul Richardson, we've found, you know, a lot of inspiration and I mm. think a lot of things that you can take away. But we've also thought, like, this is, you know, we, we'd be kicking ourselves, wouldn't we, if we didn't go over to him and yeah, say hello. So that's exactly what we did. And I was, you know, I think both of us were quite nervous, I think, going up to him. Because it's weird, isn't it? You don't want to ever interrupt well, anyone more, in the gym exactly, anyway. Exactly, that's what it is. It was more not just obviously going over to him and introducing yourself, but the setting that we were in, it's kind of awkward to just when you catch him yeah. without it being rude. Because and I don't like being inter- interrupted during no, work. Obviously, exactly. if it's a friend, it's different. But yeah, yeah. And especially two idiots, and one of them's wearing exactly. a Birmingham City top. Exactly. And you know what the com- you know, you yeah. know what potentially the conversation could go. Uh, well, on. yeah, exactly. So, but I said to you, didn't I? I'd be kicking myself if yeah, we didn't go over and just say hello to him. Especially with the platform we've got. Exactly that, and just introduce ourselves. And like I said, even on a personal level, someone who we, you know, we do, you know, there's inspiration there that we take from him and stuff that he's achieved and stuff. So yeah, went over to him and. I have to say, what a gent. Yeah. What an absolute gent. Gave us so much time, to be honest. Yeah. I literally went in there just thinking, I'm just going to say hello. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Introduce myself. Possibly say that, you know, we do a podcast. If you follow us on social media, you'll have seen recently, we posted a, a picture of Paul with money bags all around him, the big blues crest on him. Um, and yeah, so... That was really all we were we were thinking yeah, we were going to get yeah, out of it, weren't yeah. we? But again, he gave us a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. We had genuinely had a, proper chat. a proper chat, yeah. A really open chat. Um, And yeah, it's mad to think that that happened on Saturday and literally come Monday. Yeah, how hard to turn. You know, we've got a latest turn and twist. Exactly, yeah. In the takeover... Mm talks and you know the dealings and potential breaches of EFL regulations which we are going to get into in a couple of minutes or next but I think overall before we get into that I'm sure there's a lot going on on social media a lot of speculation what we're going to be reporting to you is the latest we know and a lot of it is speculation still but on a personal level I have to say Paul Richardson didn't have to talk to us he didn't have to have a conversation with us as he did. He didn't have to be open with us like mm. he did. And again, didn't have to give us that much time. It could have been, hi, how you doing? Yeah, nice to meet you. Cheers. That literally could have yeah, been yeah. it. Yeah, and that's how I thought it was going to go. I did honest. as well. I didn't think it would turn into, you know, like what probably was like a 10 minute. Yeah, yeah. 10 minute yeah. chat. Um, And from what, I, you know, we said a really down to earth guy. So, yeah, I mean, all I can say is, I think for both of us, 
from first impressions, obviously that's what we can go off. Like you said, a really stand-up guy. He didn't have to give us that much time or be as open as he was. So, yeah, that's our take on it. Yeah, I think so. I mean, again, didn't expect it, but an absolutely beautiful transition into Blues News. Mm. But but first, let's get the socials out of the way. But but first... (laughs) Frazzled, mate. It's a working day. Right. I know it's a working day. We are sneaking off after, well, during a lunch break to get this out. Hot off the press. We're content machines. Exactly. Churn it out. Right, anyway. Again, if you if you don't follow us on social media, make sure you check us out on Instagram, at the Tilton 2. Yep. Twitter, Facebook, at the Tilton 2. YouTube, the Tilton 2. And, most excitingly, our website, www.thetilton2.com. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, before, a couple of episodes ago, we were always saying, oh, more content coming soon. Check out the YouTube. We are flooding it with content. We've We've got our little quick match day reports that go up from the the lovely, lovely comfort of your car. Exactly. and we've got Murphy's Match Day vlogs, which just give you a brilliant overview, I think, yeah, of the whole match, match Day experience. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Some comedy in there, which we love. Oh, mate. Comedy I'll sprinkled in there. I do as well, to be fair. So definitely go and check that out. If you haven't already, subscribe to the channel. Yeah. Games, well, videos coming up pretty much every week. Yeah. So definitely check us out like I said yeah. for the last two weeks you've been putting up multiple yeah, every that's week the thing I was going to say to be honest like you know it's it's more of a thing at the moment where we're not kind of restricting ourselves to a strict upload schedule we're kind of just and I like the formula of the quick videos we're putting out and yeah. obviously apart from match days you can expect 100% to see a, a Murphy's match day vlog or you know a match review by ourselves but I like the idea of us putting up impromptu uploads or, you know, being able to react to things that move, yeah. like, for example, the news that we've had recently and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think the short format of, let's say, the match day reports yeah. that we do in your car, I think have been pretty well received. So if you've got any opinions, any comments, any ways we can improve, again, let us know on social media, let us know in the comments. Yeah. But again, YouTube, please do check it out. Like, share, comment, subscribe, all of that. And also, yeah. The website. On. Yeah, check out the website. As we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, we wanted the website launched by around, you know, sort of the start of Feb, end of Jan. We did get that done. The website is live, hosts all our content. You can listen to the podcast there, obviously, watch the latest videos, check out the socials. Um, we've yeah. also got a blog. We've, yeah. got, we've got a couple of writers, so Niall writes for us. We've got Bamba. You've got ourselves, who are obviously uploading blogs. Hopefully looking to grow that as well. Yeah, I think we have the shout-out as well. If the YouTube content, the match reports up on YouTube, the uh, the match day vlog isn't enough for you. Exactly. Or you want to have something on the go, something you can read and digest, I have to say, and we could be biased here, but Bamba's breakdown... You've got to check it out. After each game, Bam has been putting up a fantastic report up on the website. Which is hard to do at the minute as well. It is extremely hard when we've literally come off how many rubbish performances. But 
Bamba does an unbelievable job of breaking it down into halves, giving you player ratings, overall opinion, verdicts, all of that. Yeah, and I think he encompasses, which is good, which is why I like reading him, the frustration of fans yeah, or definitely the really jubilation well. of fans. You know, he, he, as a Blue Nose himself, really encompasses the frustration that we've all got. Yeah, basically. 100%. So, again, head over to the website, check that out. We've got free wallpapers up there if anyone's interested. <laughs> And hopefully, we've got a couple more big, big announcements yeah. to make on that website. So yeah. please, please stay up to date yeah. with us again. Follow us on our socials. Let us know any thoughts, opinions. Again, on the website as well, there's forums up on there. We'd love to see people getting involved and commenting and having open discussions. So all in all, head over to the website, www.thetilton2.com. Okay. Finally, let's get into Blues news and a big one, and the one that's going to take up most of the time and the one everyone wants to hear about yep. is the latest takeover talk. And I mean, it's probably not even takeover talk at this point. It is just EFL breaches and potential downfall from that. Mm. So on Monday, God, we're recording it today, Tuesday. What day was Monday? 20th. Monday the 20th, it was announced that the EFL are putting forward charges against Birmingham City Football Club and, I quote, individuals for breaches to EFL regulations. It does say, and again I quote, quote, proposed, it's around the proposed acquisition of control. Those are the people that are being investigated, Mm. right? And... It's looking into whether they complied with the owners and directors test, the OADT. I keep seeing that being banded around OADT. So if you see it, that's what it means. The owners and directors test. So what does that mean? Reading between the lines, it's it's around Maxco. Yeah. Basically, Maxco during taking over of the club or you know the takeover dealings, people were making decisions on the club and the I guess the moving forward of the club that hadn't completed or passed that owners and directors test. Now that is something that we reported when the story first broke, we're talking months ago now, um, that, you know, the club was being investigated and we knew EFL regulations state that a club can take funding from any party. So it's not the problem of, you know, the club receiving yeah, funds. Max co supplying money. Exactly. That's not the issue. That's not the issue. What it is is, unless you are you've completed that owners and directors test, or you are like I said in ownership of the club, you cannot be making any business decisions or anything that impacts the club moving forward. You can't do that. Now we said, how do they prove that? Let's say Maxco, anyone at Maxco has been making decisions. How can you how can you prove it? Obviously, you can say they've been providing funds. That's fine. That's yeah. allowed. But how can they say someone at the club surely could just say, "Well, no, they didn't do that. I did it. I made that decision, so yeah. no problem." You'd think that for sure. But again, that is what is being investigated here, and. Apparently, you know, we've got a fair bit of evidence against us is what we're hearing. 
I mean, as we said, meeting Paul Richardson on Saturday, on Monday, as soon as the the story broke, Richardson put up on his story a quick statement. And again, I quote, We will defend any alleged breaches of regulations vigorously. No further comment will be made. Yeah. So again, pretty much coming out and saying, yeah, they're with, you know, Maxco as a, an organisation are being investigated. Mm. But he's not going to make any further comment until, you know, I guess more comes out to light. But in his comment, his statement, any alleged breaches will be defended vigorously. So obviously he feels, or Max Co feel like, you know, they've yeah operated within, you know, mm. some sort of agreements, right? So, yeah. For me, the question is, is how could this happen? Yeah. So we've all seen on social media the posts. You know, we saw when Chongi got signed, the picture of Maxi and Paul Richardson together with Chong. You know, the speculation of that 1.5 million. Who's that been for? You know, who's who's put that up? Could it be Max Co? You know, we even saw, you know, Maxi Lopez on the Messi documentary doing his interviews about Messi from the director's box at St. Andrews. You know, it's not been hid at all that they've yeah they've been in the driving seat. Yeah. They've been trying to get a deal over the Talk line. Sport interviews. E, you know, the EFL are not blind to this. But who's negligent? Mm, I know. Now, for me, I find it hard to believe that Maxco who apparently to this point have put in seven and a half million pounds towards the club and that has been even, you know, obviously they made a they they paid a deposit for the exclusivity of the deal, but then they've also been funding, you know, the everyday running of the club, which again is allowed. They can do that. They can provide funding. It's the decision making that's not allowed. But they wouldn't. No one would put seven and a half million pounds up to then think, well, we're going to get trouble. And the repercussions of this are massive, mm. which we'll get onto in a minute, phase. But, I mean, yeah, what, what what's your take on yeah, it? What do you I, think, I, the negligence? And I know, I'm in the same boat where I'd like to think that if we just go off Maxco being, obviously, Paul Richardson and Maxi Lopez, which is a face we know, mm. I don't understand how we could have got to the stage that they were at, that we knew they were at, mm. And they hadn't passed the OADT, which is obviously what the issue kind of comes around. Yeah. You'd assume that that would have been done early doors. Or they just know, or well, whoever exactly. knows, we haven't done this step. Yeah. So we can't make any big decisions. Exactly. Exactly. Let's have, you know, I don't know, like A I said, or, or let's be real. Sort of let's be real. If person. they wanted to make business decisions, just have someone take yeah, the rap for you. Oh, well, no, you just literally. <laughs> Whoever, whoever you can chat to. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you just say you, you, just you made the decision. You. I'm going to give you the money until we've, uh, that, you know, we passed the test and the deal's gone through. Yeah. We're not going to, you know, put our name to it. But again, you know, you have to preface it with like, we're not in the boardrooms. We don't know all of, you know, the yeah. innings and outings. We don't know the the negotiations or whatever, or what particularly the EFL are alluding to mm. and what specifically is the issue but yeah. you know we can only speculate as fans and yeah 
that's what it comes down to you know a part of me is thinking we know that Paul Richardson you know and Matsko as a whole have had other investors and stuff like that and even now you know with Jeremy Dale and stuff you can see that Paul Richardson's got a network of people he's trying to recruit and get money for the club with a part of me does think okay well maybe is there someone that we don't necessarily know or had a face to that maybe that's what has brought Max Coe into light I just would like to think that with those two names in particular I don't see how there could have been a breach it's hard to say but yeah this OADT it's just to me it's a bit confusing to be honest as to how that wouldn't have been passed or how it's even an issue now this late in the day I mean, for me, again, Max Co. But if I look at Paul Richardson, someone who's achieved mm. so much in his yeah. personal life, you don't get to that stage without doing your due yeah, diligence. And, and I don't even think it's and much due diligence, for, to be honest. No. It mustn't be. And I don't think it falls with Max Co. either, mm. necessarily. You know, who on the club side wasn't able to advise? I oh, know, exactly. You know, well, guys, you can't do this. If they were doing any wrong, I oh, know exactly. If they were doing any wrong, we have to say, you know, well, guys, you can't do this, you know, because this step isn't in place. Exactly, so exactly. just hold fire, or exactly. we can cover this. You know, I shouldn't be talking about cover it, but let's just be real. You know, this is the real world, right? You'd get it covered up, wouldn't you? You right, you just take the rap for this, or you say you made this decision. How has it come to? Uh-huh. That's what I mean. Like, and I think on social media, everyone's going to give the flack to. Max Co. And I think both parties, if we're being completely honest, it's at the fault of both, clearly. Yeah. yeah. Because even if Max Co. didn't know what was going on, obviously there's an obligation really to find that information yeah, out. But there's also, for me, the obligation of the club. How are you letting... You know, if I'm going into, let's say, buy a football club, it's the first football club I've gone in to buy, there's going to be so much stuff I've got no yeah, idea. Course, and I'm going to want to hit the ground running. I'm going to want to, you know, like I said, you can't... They've, Matt's Co have come in and put in seven and a half million. I think everyone bad mouthing. I mean, they've put seven and a half million into a club that they haven't even finalised. Oh, exactly. So I don't and think the, we can be looking years, at them. only got 20% of. Well, that's crazy. Yeah. And apparently, you know, with the deal... With it being in a bit part, um, you know, it, it in segments, you know, if Maxco have only bought or whoever's only bought twenty one percent of the of the shares, or what if BSHL pull out and take it all back? It's you know they're not a majority stakeholder. Yeah, they're not obliged to yeah. make sure they sell the club. You know, they could take it back at any point. So it's just, yeah, for me, my head's spinning with it all because, again, the club statement's so vague. It is, it is. Everything we're hearing is, you know, we've got, like, the framework of something, but we're filling in the gaps. Yeah, there's no... Everywhere um, else. You know, specific thing that they're pointing to or a specific person or a specific reason it is just around Max Cohen. Clearly, there's been a fault in terms of someone's been having some sort of business decision making and hasn't had the clearance for it yeah exactly that's it and we're as in you'll, breach as you'll carry on going over the yeah. uh, detriments 
Yeah. It's 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 looking bad. It is looking the bad. It is looking real. bad because, like I said, we thought, well, they're going to look into it. They're allowed to provide finances, so we'll be fine there. And any business decisions, even if they have been made underhand, they'll be covered up. Someone would just say, whether that's you know, maybe it's even that you know, Craig Garner's level, Ian Dutton's level. Well, we made that decision, yeah. no problem. Okay, perfect, no problem. Moving on, you know. But I mean, the next point, and it's one that was made by. Um, Al Majir, and I think it's a really good point. I mean, if you haven't checked out his website, definitely head over there. The stuff he does is incredible when it comes to, you know, information gathering exactly, yeah. and getting the latest and really in-depth stuff. Definitely head over to Al Majir's page and uh, and check that out. But the social media postings about, you know, that kind of give an inkling of them, you know, potentially making business decisions came out, you know, if we just look at Chong's... Um, you know, unveiling and the pictures of circulated social media. We're talking in the summer transfer window, at the end of the summer transfer window, months and months ago. If we look at, you know, them having the press conference outside of St. Andrews, you know, saying the deal's pretty much all done, you know, a couple of weeks and we'll have it finalised. Again, even before that, we're talking months. And yet the charges are only being released now. So there's been a hell of a lot of investigation mm. going into this. And to me... That kind of period just screams, well, there's a lot of evidence against us. Yeah. We don't know what the repercussions are as of yet. And it's going to an independent tribunal or disciplinary tribunal. So again, you know We're speculating. We, exactly. But yeah. again, Almagir made a fantastic point next, which mm. was have we got basically? Have we got anything that could indicate what we could be facing? Exactly, comparison. And there is, there is, there is no absolute direct comparison yeah. out there. But there is one that's fairly, yeah, fairly similar, fairly as similar, similar as we're going to get, mm. and that is around um, Rochdale. So Rochdale and four individuals were punished in October 2022 for EFL breaches of regulations. And again, that was relating to the owners and directors test, you know, breaches to the owner and directors test during the acquisition of shares. And that was in July 2021 was when those shares were bought. It was by a company called Morton House who are buying those shares. But the difference between us and Rochdale's situation is... Morton House, again, that company who were buying the shares, never had any any direct control over Rochdale. What we're being investigated is those decision-making and the decision-making by people who, you know, will yeah. have control or, exactly. are, or are going to buy Birmingham City. That was, you know, obviously, that's the deal. That's a takeover deal. So what happened in Rochdale's situation? So they got a six-point. Uh, deduction which was suspended over two years and four people were banned from taking any leadership role in the future at a football club mm. so what does that mean i think again it's not a direct an absolute direct comparison but what you can see is uh, morton house bought shares but they didn't have control the problem we have here is again similar to the Rochdale situation, regulation breach around this OADT, OADT test, mm. but also around people actually having control of the club. So if they got a six-point deduction, 
I think we're yeah, it wouldn't be we wouldn't be wrong to say we're facing a point deduction. Yeah. A bigger point deduction. And I think they'll throw the book at us because we're a fairly big club, championship team. All of the other problems Birmingham City have had mm-hmm. already point deductions. Mm-hmm. I think they'll throw the book at us. I think it's not looking good in that standpoint. And I also think potentially Max Co could face a similar issue yeah, again if yeah. they're being investigated and are unable to defend themselves potentially yeah. they could face well that's a ban yeah. from owning or having a leadership role in any any club moving forward and obviously that would scarper yeah any takeover their chance with, of buying blues i mean that's the thing you know yeah again it is speculation that's all we've got as fans to sort of go off but there are similarities, clear similarities. The only difference really is as looks on paper more severe, to be honest. I think so. In ways, you know, it yeah. does look more severe. So if anything, you know, if you draw comparisons between the two, potentially a bigger point deduction than six, potentially a longer ban for people. I do think it is looking like that is a realistic penalty, if not more, to be honest, where, That's it, yeah. you know, you could look at, Paul Richardson, Maxi Lopez and whoever else is involved, whoever else turns out to be involved as being banned throws a massive spanner into future dealings because even with Jeremy Dale and the other owners that we're hearing of or the other people we're hearing of that have interest in the club, a lot of them do seem to be spearheaded or the mutual connection with them all is Paul Richardson. Paul Richardson and Maxi Lopez. Yeah, so who knows what that means for that. We can all keep our fingers crossed. Another thing is as well, which I was thinking is, who knows what other investigations are going on yeah. concurrently with this? You know, this is the investigation obviously into Maxco and all that, which we've had an inkling of, we've mentioned before, but there's investigations into our current owners. You know, this it it could all compile into an even bigger penalty. Yeah, a year down the line and all that stuff. Definitely. Don't get me wrong, I'd rather the point deduction next season mm. or the season after or whatever. But at some point, if that point deduction's coming, our days are numbered. Yeah, I think so. Imagine, again, we had we had someone mention this to us, but imagine a, imagine a transfer embargo. That yeah. would be absolutely detrimental, which, and, again, is realistic. That could happen. Yeah, and when you look at the squad and our best yeah. players pretty much all being loanies, imagine that is you know going into next summer. Imagine if we've got a, you know six or even more point deduction and we're not able to get anyone through the door. Yeah. I mean, it's almost guaranteed relegation at that point. I mean, yeah, you'd have to say. It's just not looking good. No, no, it's not looking at, good all. at all. I mean, for Jeremy Dale's bid, you have to say, surely he knows all about this. We've seen pictures of, you know, Jeremy with Paul Richardson. What we believe is Jeremy Dale with Paul Richardson and Maxi Lopez. We've heard that Paul Richardson is back in the frame to buy Birmingham City, which we brought, I think we mentioned it on last week's podcast. Um, so. Yeah. You know, Jeremy Dow must have a really good yeah. oversight of all of this. Yeah. And again, coming back to Almagir, I think he makes a, another really good point in terms of, you know, it might it might just benefit Jeremy Dale's bid in terms of maybe we can agree, 
you know, a, a lesser fee yeah. if the club goes down if to League down, One, yeah, yeah. Um, which my understanding is a sticking block or has been a sticking and, block. And, and also, you know, yeah, that is very true, in, but it's, know, it's not something that is guaranteed. No. BSHL are absolutely in the driving seat, yeah. but yeah, you would hope that any business negotiation, that's how it works. It has, and that has to be taken it, into account. Exactly, yeah. exactly. If you go down to League One, well, you can't be asking for 35 exactly. million anymore exactly. because the whole landscape's yeah. changed, the whole Completely business model's changed. changed. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, we're literally bringing you and reporting as much as we physically know. We're going to keep tabs on. I'm sure everyone listening to the podcast is doing. And we will try and keep you as up to date as physically possible. And we'll continue trying to decipher all these statements and stuff that come out. Because I'm sure everyone agrees they are confusing at times. The vagueness, everything. We're just still in the shadows, really. Yeah. And I think, you know, the flack, I think, on social media... Max Co are going to get a lot of flack yeah, for yeah. this, um, you know, and I just think from our encounter with Paul Richardson, like I said, a proper gent, I don't get the the idea, if we're being completely honest, that he's gone in to do anything, or Max Co have done any kind of, yeah, they've known about doing any kind yeah. of wronging. Paul Richardson's Not definitely a blue nose, yeah, yeah, got the club at heart, and like I said. An astute businessman. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to be putting in seven and a half mil. You know, even whether that's his money or his consortium's money or his company's money, exactly. he's not going to be putting seven and a half you, million. You're putting your neck on the line for at a, the end of the day. For, yeah, he's a man with a big reputation. Yeah. He's a man who's put himself in front of, you know, the fans. In, putting in his name worst, on the line. Yeah, in the worst. Like, you really um, think he's going to be doing all of that? Exactly. To do you really think he's going to be doing that, you know, to then get backlash exactly. and even in any way, like I said, this world that we're in now, everyone comes on people like a ton of bricks. You think he'd put his reputation, Maxco, Maxi Lopez will put his reputation Contact on the line. And again, I come back to seven and a half mil, whether that's their direct money straight out of their pocket or as part of themselves and investors, whatever, it's not going to happen. No. So I and think with this one, we even, have to wait and Even see. more so, you know, the time that he came in, you know as a blue nose how volatile the crowd is towards the yeah. odours, everything, the frustration so mounted. It would just be an absolutely terrible time to come into the club as a blue nose yeah. and intentionally no, work around the rules and events. You know, yeah, it, I just have just, to say, just can't if you're be being realistic and you look at yeah. it, there's just no... There, there's, I just highly doubt there's any kind of, yeah. you know... Any there's there's obviously an oversight somewhere yeah. or, or or something along those yeah, lines, yeah, which yeah. is which is bad in itself. Yeah, there's no dispute in that. But I will also be waiting to really understand where yeah. the specific issue lies. Yeah, uh, we've just be... got the overview of what it is and who it revolves around. Yeah, exactly, exactly that, exactly that. But I think yeah, let's not point any fingers mm. until we get hopefully a bigger picture. Um. Yeah. But yeah, watch again, as we always bloody say, watch this space. It's not a fun you know space to watch. It's not. And it just it is worse. interesting yeah. because it's our club. We have to know about this stuff. Exactly. We're the ones that live with it, unfortunately. I know. I know. Right, moving on. Injury news. So Robbo. Robbo should be back in training this week, is my understanding. 
what does that mean for him coming back into the, I guess, the starting squad lineup? Not too sure. I would guess he's not going to be fit tonight for Norwich. Definitely not. Um, Luton, potentially, maybe too soon. But at least we know he's back in training or should be back in training this week. Um, Kadra. So we were hoping Kadra was going to be fit to face Huddersfield. But again, wasn't quite there. Eustace has come out and said, yeah, he could be fit to face Norwich tonight. Uh, but if not, hopefully, hopefully Luton. But again, this is an injury that's kind of been pushed back. It, mm. Every week it kind of feels like, yeah, could be fit for this game, you know, but it hasn't happened. Hopefully it'd be great to see him on the on, on the bench at least, you know, to, tonight against Norwich. But yeah, hopefully he's, you know, it's true and he'll be back for Luton anyway. Take Campbell. Bit of a gutter, really, for him on a personal level. I mean, in terms of the team, we haven't seen him play all season, so I don't think you can say too much of an impact to the squad. But Tate Campbell, his first training session back, my understanding is pulled up and it's a recurring hamstring injury and it's ruled him out now for the rest of the season. So we will not be seeing Tate Campbell in a blue shirt this yeah. season. All the best. Cause all that the best. Is a horror story, that awful, is. Awful, yeah. For a lad who's genuinely breaking into the yeah. first team squad. You hate to imagine, like... First day back, yeah, well. and for that, for you as a career, you know, just horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, would you, well, staying on the point of injuries, uh, Christian Bielik, our very own Patrick Vieira, yeah. um, came stretched, stretched off, um, against Huddersfield. People were saying it looked like he was crying, you know, yeah, and agony. Yeah. So you're thinking, Looks you know, real bad. Well, we were getting messages, you know, potential leg yeah, break, it looked like, and stuff like that. So, yeah, but. Happily, or happy to announce, if you didn't check out his social media, he posted up a story with the quote. Well, I quote everything okay. So, little selfie as well. Lovely selfie. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, he's hopefully he's gonna be back for Norwich tonight. Hopefully, we'll see. see. see, Yeah, but at least it's not him out because anytime he goes down, I just think, right, he's out for the season. Well, yeah, and like you mentioned, we were literally getting messages saying that his legs broke or it's some sort of catastrophic injury. Yeah, you never want to see that. And fortunately, I was I was literally assuming the worst that little, we were going to have no no bill it for the rest of the season. Little did we know he's a little drama queen. He is. He is a little drama queen. He loves it. Loves it. Well, at least he's all right. That's amazing. Yeah, thankfully. Um, another bit of news, man. Again, how strong this link is, who knows? But it is really, it is being reported that John Eustace, the gaffer, is being linked with the QPR mm-hmm. role. I mean, he does have some concrete, I guess, what would you say, affinity to QPR, obviously. He was the assistant manager under Steve McLaren and Mark Warburton. Got time there. You know, knows the club well. Mm. With Blues being the way it is... <sighs> Maybe that's going to add more fuel to the fire. I hope it's not true. And I hope he's, you know, he said he's committed to the club and all of this stuff. So hopefully it's just one of those passing in the wind comments and there's no real traction to Mm. it. I don't want us to lose John Eustace at all. But he is apparently being linked with the QPR position. I even heard Lee Bowie's name's in the hat. I do want to say something actually as well, which I've seen on Twitter more so recently, you know, off the back of the two poor performances and stuff. And there is, there is a more of a camp now that is sort of divided and 
banding around useless Eustace. Have you seen that? No, I haven't, mate. Yeah, there's That's people. Mad. Yeah, there's there's that quite a few mad. people that are kind of on the bandwagon of getting Eustace out or not agreeing. I saw one, yeah, and it's literally a banner, useless Eustace. Um, and obviously, it's talking about like you know the owners are one thing, but the owners aren't in control of you know the tactics, the formation, the subs, all this different stuff. It's a weird one because these are the same people who are absolutely exactly. singing and, and dancing. And, and it with would only, we all know it would only take if if this week was different. If literally these last yeah. two games were different, if we got two wins against Huddersfield and Cardiff, mate, I'm firing up the promotion. Exactly, us, mate. exactly. It oh. would have been completely different. Don't get me wrong, we did lose, and we will go into how poor the performances were. But I just think it's a tricky one. We're always, you know harping on the same point pretty much the last few years which is manager turnover is ridiculous yeah before you even sort of get to know a manager almost it feels like they're basically out the door and we have had some rotters we've had some frogs yeah we, we have. absolutely have we've kissed some frogs we've kissed some frogs i mean we absolutely were making out with lee bowyer last season <laughs> at points <laughs> <laughs> hoping he would turn into the prince. Turn into the prince that we know maybe he we were is, a bit maybe we were a bit soon to to yeah, give him that crown exactly. as well but but still a know, legend not, to not, i just think there is also a point too there is a rot in blues yeah there is a rot in blues and there, and there has to be a point made towards any manager who comes in is up for a massively tough task yeah, and I do think you just have to be careful with things like this. One, because what you wish for? Eustace is yeah. a human, and if he sees these things, who knows what it could do for his morale to the point where it's his job at the end of the day. Yeah. His job satisfaction goes down. His morale, his esteem, everything it kicks him out the door. And I just think, yeah, like you know, the players we've got better players than we have had for years. Mm. We've had times where our football's easily better than it yeah. has been in years. Yeah. And yeah, to point the finger completely at the manager at the moment is just I don't know if it's the right thing, basically. And I think it goes throughout all of football really, that kind of just yeah, point the finger as quick as anything happens. Exactly. As quick as anything happens. Like I said, We've just mentioned about Maxwell. Without even seeing it, you know people are pointing the fingers at Maxwell and saying it's all their fault, blah, blah, blah. But you're also not seeing that they put seven and a half million into something that they don't even have ownership yeah, of, yeah. right? Well, you just think that's, that's you know, that's not, a, you know, you'd be absolutely buzzing mm. as a fan to know that they're already putting that in and they don't even have ownership of the club. You know, we've been calling out for funding and all this. Well, but yeah, everyone's going to be going, oh, Matsko this, Matsko that, Matsko, whatever, right? John Eustace, everyone, well, get rid of him, get rid of him yeah. without even knowing what what will be the backfill for John mm. Eustace. I know. Yeah, what? and also the effect that he has had. You know, in our good times this season, we have looked better than we have in years. We have looked like the dressing room's yeah. more together than it has been in years. Yeah. He is bringing the best out of certain players that we haven't seen. You know, Collins had a season to remember so far yeah. compared to you know what we've seen in more recent years dean's come back and looked yeah strong. resurgent dean yeah you know we've had a few players who've really come back into their best you know even juki now is firing yeah i mean um, coming back to my original point yeah. before you rudely interrupted me Go on. but because it is a bit of a rant really but like i said pointing the fingers fickle and just not knowing 
really, or even thinking about the full picture. You know, with Eustace going, all right, who do we get in? Yeah, you don't know. So mm. I definitely don't think you should be calling out for Eustace to go. I think that's that's stupid. Right for right now. For right, we now, need to exactly. stick with Eustace. That's the thing. And let it, let you know, a bit he's more got time going, exactly. And then when you also hear stuff like, right, let's force the club into administration when it comes to the takeover again. Where is your backing or your thought process at all to uh, to think that the the answer is to get the club administrated? So you're looking yeah. at fines, you're looking at possible point deductions. Yeah, you're looking get at league one. That's, you know, that's one thing. And then that's you my next point as well. One. People I keep seeing as well. Right, let get let's get relegated into League One and let's rebuild again. Like my head is just honestly, my head blows. I can't believe people are saying it. I generally cannot believe people are saying it. Why do you think going down to League One will ever benefit? And why mm. do you think going down to League One means a rebuild? Please, yeah. like I genuinely, know, in, in tell me why you opinion. think it means it is a rebuild. Yeah. What it means to me is you go down to League One yeah, and you rot, rot yeah. and die. There's a potential yeah. of a rebuild, yeah. for sure there well, is. It'd take a lot but longer as well, that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, there's no guarantee. No. And you think about people who want to come buy the club and you want money and you want yeah. transfers. Well, good luck getting a good investor all, when you're in League One. it sounds like to me is if we went down to League One, you'd hope that as mentioned by Al Majir and what we spoke about, you'd hope that, okay, it sweetens the deal a little bit. You, go, mm. you almost have a bit more leverage. But at the same time, like we've said, depending on these owners, BSHL don't have to give it up. They no. don't. They could easily keep their leverage and not want to sell. And we're in an even worse situation. Yeah. You know, they don't have to negotiate. They really don't. They can keep their deal. Yeah, we're sticking at 35 million. And okay, that's it then. All investors are going to look at that and walk out the door and all we can do is protest and hope that they do yeah, wake up exactly. and sell us. And in and reality, they're not even there. They're not even there to yeah, see exactly. it. So do they really think... I mean, I'm, you know, we're, we're part of the protests and yeah. we're getting the message out because yeah. we, we, you've got to do what you can do. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. if you actually think like it's going to have that, you know, it's just what we can do. That's yeah, the fact. Exactly. We're doing what we can do. But again... The people who make the decisions aren't even there at the games. So we're chanting and we're standing there in front of the director's box and doing all these marches. And these people in Hong Kong or wherever they are, uh, you know, literally sitting on their ass, watching Netflix, no problem. Don't even, they probably don't even give a shit what is going on. So just uh, yeah. pick your battles, basically. Yeah, exactly. And no, don't to. go out of the frying pan and into the fire. Yeah. You know, if you're going to, yeah. I think we need to let's stop this fickle. Yeah, I think we need to, we genuinely do need to get, we, we say it all the time, but we really do have to give a manager a fair share. We have to hope that, you know, I'm they get their rubber the green. Now, yeah. We have to get behind them. And the I just think we've seen ups and downs this season massively, mm. but it's also the ups have been a lot more up than the last couple of managers we've definitely. had. Definitely. And you have to remember that. Yeah. Um, because... Just on a personal level, like I said, I've seen better football from Blues than I have done in a couple of years when we've been good. So yeah, I'm I'm behind Eustace and I want him to succeed. Definitely, I'm absolutely there with you. All right, let's conscious of time, but let's have a quick recap then of the Cardiff 
and Huddersfield games. I mean, this should be fairly quick, to be completely honest. And if you want a more detailed breakdown, 100% head over to the website, www.thetalton2.com. Check out Bamba's breakdowns. He's done a fantastic job of breaking down the matches. Um, and Murphy's match day vlogs. Head over to YouTube to check those out. But again, we were coming into this. I mean, last week, on last week's episode, we said, well, I did. I said we'll have two wins. Cardiff win and Huddersfield win. Especially coming off all of that momentum from the Albion game. How can we lose it, right? That has not been the case. It has not materialised. No. Cardiff at home, 2-0 loss. And what a game that was. Uh, and then Huddersfield, a 2-1. 2-1 loss. Yeah. Where do we go with this one, phase? I mean, keeping it, carping it, keeping it high level. Yeah. We were at the Cardiff game. Even after the game, we did a little quick match report in the car. It was hard we were literally yeah. laughing weren't we in the background to Bamba going yeah. good luck mate with this one Yeah, right in this match day report I feel just, for you because it was just one was to forget it was, it was awful deflating. coming off it the back was, of the Albion game as well yeah it was head tennis it was just sloppy Scrappy, play sloppy no nothing really attacking from Blues no yeah. real real chances nope um, I mean we yeah. got lucky I mean, didn't we we exactly. said this is what we were saying they're a rubbish team yeah right I've got to say, they are they're not a good team. Their first rubbish. that was their first wins, I think, since November. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, any Cardiff fans listening, apologies, but you're not a great team. I and can say that full confidence. Yeah, I can as well. Not a great team, and I think even watching us, even watching the team at St Andrews, you know, like when we played Hull, you just think, well, you know, you'd argue they're not the best team. Yeah, but, but we they made played them look really like well. Yeah, exactly. They played really well. Exactly. I'd honestly say Cardiff didn't even play that well. No, they didn't. Um. It was poor against poor. But Blues were absolutely dire. Yeah. And a better team, we both said this, we would have been banged to rights there. We would have been screwed. We'd have The scoreline would have been blown out of the water potentially. You know, we were just crap. We were crap. Yeah. And we got let off the hook because Cardiff were that poor. Yeah, exactly. There were a lot of chances or even, you know around the final third where they couldn't string together the last pass yeah. or even getting a shot off and it was just a poor effort. A lot of times where, you know, we were turning to each other and basically saying, we've got let off the hook there. A better team. Yeah. A better team. Yeah. You know. I mean, just coming back to the first half in the game, I just remember us looking at each other. We always do it. Then we have to each half. We'll always have a quick, you know, what do you think of that? Blah, blah. And recap the points. It helps us, you know, with the podcast and stuff like that. But... We both said, mate, what can you say yeah. about the first half in general? It was just crap. I know, literally, it's summed up by one nothing, word. Nothing happened. That's it, crap. Yeah, nothing happened. And for me, the most disappointing thing is, and the thing I call out all the time, or have been calling out all the time, is especially when you're coming off the back of Swansea, that win. You're coming off the back of Albion, that huge win. you got so much momentum. Go with it. Yeah. Like, how can you lose it? Like, You've just, like I said, it, it, we said that Swansea game could have been a turning point in the season and mm. really push everyone on. Like, what an amazing way to win a game. Yeah. And then Albion and play Albion. them off the park. Yeah. And then, yeah, to play against Cardiff the way we did, yeah. it was just night and day. I mean, the most frustrating thing for me as well was it's it had 
like we said, how poor Cardiff were. It had nil-nil written all over it, mm. which already felt like a loss. Yeah. You know, we went into it. What were they? They were like 21st or something like that. Mm. We went into it needing the three points, one yeah. in the three points. The nil-nil felt like a loss. Honestly, while I was watching the second half, I just thought, we've got to get a goalie. This already feels like a hit in the gut. Yeah. And then for that free kick, great free kick, to be fair. But Unbelievable it, free kick. Yeah. Great free kick. Everyone knows that. But as soon as that went in, it's just typical of... This is what happens when you don't put a team away. This is what yeah. happens when you don't create chances. You let an awful team get a goal and yeah. you're screwed. Yeah. And that's what happened because we didn't come into the game after that. You mm. know, we just carried on going about our game. And then don't even get me started on the second goal, which was literally last minute. Don't know how. And it would Robinson, be him, wouldn't it? Yeah, Callum exactly. Robinson coming on. And... Fair play to him. I mean, he got it was a decent goal, I suppose. But it was just so lackadaisical, wasn't it, at that yeah. point in the game? Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. Crazy. I mean, if we just go back to the first goal they scored, you know, the free kick. I mean, no one's expecting him to score that free kick. But even to the way he won that free kick. Yeah. Our team just completely opened down the middle, driving, players driving through. And Harley Dean almost just like, right, I've got to bring him down. Brings him down. And then, yeah, Perry NG scores that absolute screamer. All in all, man, you're looking at it and it's just crap all over. All over. Dire. And then you're looking at a Huddersfield game. Right, even bigger point now. Yeah, even yeah. bigger game now. Obviously, Neil Warnock stepping in charge. So I did and have that's a bad it, the first game, that it. new manager bounce. That's the worst time to play a team. And you see it. him, you know, if they're going to get out of relegation, they need to start collecting points. And I thought, well, yeah. who's a better game to have your first game against than Blues who literally hand out points? And that's I what mean, happened. Yeah, I mean, if we beat Cardiff, they'd be crapping their pants because yeah. you'd look at the last three wins then. First two against Swansea, Albion, the fashion we'd done it, you know, dangerous. And then if we beat Cardiff, yeah. But it wasn't to be. And the Huddersfield game, again, what can you say? A game we should have won. And shock Dini, horror, we early didn't. Goal. Yeah, early exactly. Goal. And a great little bit of play, you yeah. know, for the first goal. Back heel by Hannibal to Colin. Colin cuts back to Bakuna and Bakuna puts a great ball I in edge say, of the Bakuna box. I will say Bakuna looked like he had a good game still. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the stats of the game, you know, when was the last time we finished the game with more shots and mm. more possession than a team? Yeah. Even games where we played more, I was even thinking the Albion game, the stats didn't read the way they do mm. for the Huddersfield game. You know, 18 shots we had to their 13 uh, and 58% position. Yeah. And yet, I say that it's obviously just, it's still a, it was still a very poor game. Yeah, but I mean we could have put them away. Yeah, but we just I mean, don't have that finish. You know, yeah. you've got Deeney's first goal. Deeney hits the post with a header. Yeah, Deeney scoops the ball the like from ball. just outside the six-yard box. You know, there's just chances. There's yeah. one Austin Trusty at the back post, yeah. and he just like smashed against a keeper. You know, it's not like we didn't have the chances. We did. But again, typical Blues cannot find the net, cannot and, kill teams and off. more importantly, you know, their goals, like the Hungbo goal, their first goal, mm. great finish, but just Man, do you know this? to allow yeah. it to happen. That's what I was going to say. All of the defenders are out of position. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, Colin's the one driving inside. back. And he gets, yeah, he gets turned. Well, he doesn't really get turned, but no, Hungbo literally just in. cuts in. And yeah, great what shot. an unbelievable finish. 
And then even the second goal, man, like... Well, that is a ball over Colin, really. Yeah. He gets caught out, and then he just shoots a cross goal, goes Surprising, in. Surprising, really, that the shot was a good shot again in terms of, you know, going into the side netting, but I don't know, just disappointing. Massively really disappointing. disappointing. It felt like two relatively easy goals to give away. I know. It was. It's just disappointing. And then you look forward, and we've got now Norwich... On a, and Luton, to be fair. And Luton. I Luton mean, are firing. Man, Norwich Luton, are firing. Where are Luton? Luton are like fourth, I think. Um, third? No, I think Middlesbrough are third and Luton are fourth. Luton are fourth and Norwich are ninth. I mean, we, we're getting saved a little bit potentially with Norwich tonight in in the way that uh, Josh Sargent has got 11 goals and Timmy Pukki with 10 goals. They're both not available for tonight. So, thank God the defence might get a bit of a break. But this is a better team. It's a team of much better calibre yeah. than both I Cardiff don't, I don't and think Norwich are worried about that. Yeah, I don't think so. They're looking at us as right home game for them and points. And then you look at Luton, who are flying at fourth, who, again, are going to be looking at... They're probably looking at, you know, what, we probably won't even be on the radar yet, but tough game against Norwich and they go to play them on Saturday you know they come to us even so yeah this is I don't know if we we've lose gone, these two you look at four games on the bounce exactly. losses. we've gone from literally the last few episodes have been as up and down as it comes joys and sorrows literal joys and sorrows and right now it feels like we're in a pit of sorrows oh it's real bad it's hopefully, really compiled really hopefully compiled. things do change and fingers crossed next episode we've got a light at the end of the tunnel at least exactly <laughs> one phase quickly just to wrap us up then mate what prediction give us a score on prediction okay. be as honest as you can alright I'm going to be optimistic though so Good maybe not lad. that honest alright I'll be real then okay I'm going to say we get a 1-1 draw tonight oh that's what I was going to say against Norwich and we get a 2-0 loss against Luton uh, I think 1-1 tonight as well nice absolutely 1-1 I don't know why there's no I know, we that. could also get banged. Uh, and then I think at Luton... I think we lose. I think we lose 1-0. A draw and a win, which is a lot better than also, two losses. Also, two pretty decent results. Like If we do get a 1-1 and a 1-0 loss against Luton, that's pretty decent <laughs> Gee, for Blues. I know, how much would change it? That's pretty decent for Blues right now. Oh, man. But yeah... Like we said, I'm trying to bring the energy up, man. I'm trying to bring the energy up. If you haven't already, make sure you check us out on our social media. You can get us on Instagram at the Tilton Two. Yep. Twitter, Facebook at the Tilton Two. YouTube, the Tilton Two. Like, comment, share, subscribe. New content. Pretty much every week. Yeah. Now. So. Um, check and out. check out the Tilton Two dot com. Yep. Exactly. Has all the content has blogs for you to engage with and discussion points, which. Again, you can put your comments on and, and get involved with. Yeah, exactly. We want to all see you all there. So, again, wrapping up the episode, let's hope that we can pull off a miracle against Norwich and against Luton this week. And keep your fingers and your toes crossed that Blues aren't facing a point deduction and by some miracle, you know, the charges get overturned and everything is honky-dory for the Blue Boys. But we will keep you updated and we will be back same time next week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And until then, keep keep right on. on.